Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. We have made it to another Friday and I am super grateful for that. This Friday is of a different Friday and we'll get into that conversation as to what makes today such a different Friday than any other Friday or I should say a Friday we haven't seen in such a long time. For me this was a long week filled with a lot of emotions, ups and downs of emotions And I'm going to talk about that because today's topic we're going to talk about is Thanksgiving over the years and how we're faring out, how we're dealing with having possible uh, less people at our table and just the effects of just the holidays, you know, in general, and then adding COVID and everything else that we have going on in the world right now. Life is literally changing and it's changing extremely, extremely quickly. If this is your first time tuning in, first, I want to say hello and thank you for tuning in. You could have been anywhere, but you're here. And then secondly, I just want to say that, you know, my goal for this space is for when you tune in, for you to be uplifted, for you to feel like you're not alone, for you to understand that no matter what you're going through, we are all connected. And because you may hear me talk about things that you might be struggling with. I hope that that gives you the courage to continue on with whatever your journey is taking you. So that is always the goal. Today's topic is really going to be about Thanksgiving. Like I said, we're going to talk about over the years having less people. We're going to talk about some social media stories that you might have missed. And there is one that I have to have to talk about. I'm so it has to be talked about. It's we'll get there. So let's just talk about what what makes today such an interesting day. Well, here I'm. First of all, my name is Toy. Again, conversations with Toy, and I am a lifestyle blogger as well as obviously a podcaster because that's why you're here. And I live in Philadelphia currently with my husband and, and wonderful children. Now, with that being said, if you just Google Philadelphia and COVID. You know that today is like the, I want to call it the lockdown 2.0. I think it's fair to call it that. And with this new lockdown 2.0, we have like maybe five seconds of places that we can go, but most of it will be stay or behind home, stay out of people's uh, houses and stay masked up. That's, that's it in a general consensus, because unfortunately, all indoor dining is done gyms are done museums are done libraries are done you can eat outside but that's going to be cut and limited and it's only four people to a table and they would prefer for it to be people that live in your own house I don't know how they're going to you know plan to manage that because that it would just be a potential lawsuit or whatever the case may be for restaurant owners to have to try to like police but what I do believe you know they can I'm sure they could police the four people to a table but 
definitely can't start policing who's related to who my personal family has all kinds of shades um every shade my uh younger youngest brother or only brother he has you know red hair red eyelashes red eyebrows you could see him and he probably wouldn't even look like he was a part of the family and not to say that he's not because he is I'm just saying like you couldn't determine somebody's shade color and determine whether or not they belong in the same family so I don't know how restaurant owners are going to police that what I do know is is that it puts such a huge huge strain on restaurant owners right now how are they going to sustain their livelihoods having takeout or having outdoor eating especially now that it's dropping with weather and just the coldness is going to be challenging now this particular weekend i believe today is supposed to be about 60 something degrees you're going to get people that are going to birth their, you know, put their sweaters on, put their jackets on and continue to support, you know, restaurant owners. And I hope that that's what happens. I hope that people are going to continue to order out. But then if you think about it next week, we're going into the new year, you know, to Thanksgiving, almost at New Year's, but we're going into Thanksgiving and you got Christmas coming. It's a tough time. It really is. So my heart goes out to all the Philadelphia business owners right now. And especially the restaurant owners, because it's just such a horrible, horrible situation. And and I understand it. I mean, COVID is not gone anywhere. I don't know where people are getting this ideology that COVID has stopped. I believe the United States has hit 250,000 deaths. And um, that's a lot. It's like almost like what a quarter million people. That's a lot of people to unfortunately have lost their life to a virus that we could have had ample information from and to, to prepare. And also here in Philadelphia, they are asking basically for no one to socialize between homes. Basically stay in the home that you are in and have Thanksgiving via Zoom or some type of um, electronic computerized mode. That's going to isolate a lot of people. And again, rightfully so, because we've had people that have been so stark about not putting on their masks, not social distancing, not operating in a behavior that could protect all of us. Do you know how many people are on my own personal and business timeline that I've seen have had massive birthday parties and gatherings, huge weddings? Um, and again, this is all of people's choices their options they can do what they choose it's not I'm not judging I'm just saying it's not that it is happening and so now we're in a situation where we are somebody said on I saw on someone's social media was like if I see you for Thanksgiving I see you Christmas those who know who they know so Thanksgiving you know I was always taught growing up that Thanksgiving was about family and friends, gratefulness and great food. And so my concern is for people who are not able to get together with their family, what that does for them emotionally and mentally. That can be very damaging right now. I mean, I think about how blessed I am to have a family. And this is why you always got to be grateful for what you have and your portion because my kids are doing always doing the most my husband and I bump heads quite often and so when you think about the family structure for me personally 
as much as I want to complain or have some type of, you know, thought process about my own family members, at the end of the day, I'm still lucky and blessed, not lucky, but blessed to have the ability to have somebody to eat with, someone to cook for, someone to be around. But there are plenty of people who don't have that. There are single people, there are whittled, there are, um, there are divorced, newly divorced, divorced couples. You know, there's children having to go back and forth between two homes. I mean, there's so many different dynamics that are going to happen this Thanksgiving. And a lot of people who were supposed to be at that table may not necessarily be at the table for whatever reason. This time of the year, like I said, when I started season two, the importance of me being able to split the seasons up was because this is the time of year that people need the most support between law, you know, so many losses that people take. It's important for us to all kind of feel as connected as we possibly can. And that's going to be hard this year. Personally, even for me, like, you know, we have had always had a schedule about what we do for the Thanksgiving holiday. And if you listen to the podcast with my husband, and I, we discussed about how Thanksgiving has always been Philly and being with his family. And then Christmas is being my family. The new Philadelphia basically lockdown 2.0 will not allow us to be around anybody that doesn't live in our home. So that means we're missing Thanksgiving with, you know, his side of the family. We're missing Christmas with my side of the family because the lockdown, whatever you want to call it. Again, I'm going to continue to call it lockdown. You can choose to find whatever little, you know, flowery, you know, wordage that works for you. For me, it's just a lockdown. And so this new lockdown is going to go into effect as of today, all the way until January the 1st. So that's six weeks. That's pretty much the entire holiday season right there so that means new year's new year's day christmas thanksgiving pretty much people are going to be isolated and that's really scary i was noticing like my behavior my mentality my heart the things that were on my mind as i was leading up to this week seemed to have gotten more and more strained and more stressful and I had, I want to say about two triggers this week. And they were very, they weren't even intense. Let me just not say that they weren't intense, but it was just a lot. And as much as the triggers will probably always fluctuate and they will always present themselves. The only thing I can say was that this particular time I was able to at least able to release recognize the situation and then make sure that I was taking care of myself even if that meant being quiet even if that meant being to myself whatever the case may be and so if I who have people around me because you can be in a room full of people and be lonely and I'm not saying that that is the case for me what I'm saying is is that there could be somebody listening right now who has whomever is in their life around them and still feel lonely that is a hurtful thing as well but to for me just recognizing the triggers and I'm like is it am I triggering because of the holidays very well could be me knowing what's coming up may have somehow subliminally have gotten me you know a little underneath my skin and I'm not even aware so the stress that and it's not even just Philadelphia well Philadelphia has probably the harshest about all of all of Pennsylvania but I'm sure the counties will follow suit pretty soon.
you know, growing up, it depended on what family members we were going to be around. But like I said, and I've said this in past podcasts that, you know, my mom always taught, I don't know if she taught it or she just showed it or she just did it. And we kind of, I personally followed suit with it because I, I do like the idea of always like making your own food, cooking your own meal and having your own dinner. And so like, just knowing that none of this is going to happen, like I'm going to cook the meal like I normally cook and then we're not going to visit anybody. We're not going to see anybody. It's enough. It's enough to really like break your heart. It can make you feel for me really irritated, irritable. So I'm very aware of the trigger right now of the lack of being able to hug your loved one. So if there's someone else, I know there has to be other people that are in the same boat. Please know I understand. I remember growing up as a kid and I remember going to my grandparents' house and my grandfather, um, I would say it was not necessarily the only cook, but he was like the majority of the, of the cooker. And he would cook all these different meats and different spreads and different, you know, pies and cakes and all kinds of stuff. And I just remember like just having everybody all around in a big circle and my family was squat squat deep. I mean, him and my grandparents had six kids and those kids had kids and those kids, kids, some of them had kids. So, you know, that was a big circle to go around the table and everybody say what they're thankful for and, you know, praying over the food and getting together and talking about old stories and everybody just laughing and having a great time and, you know, staying up till 10, 11, 12, midnight or whatever the case may be, because you're hanging out with your cousins those are the those are the memories that I had growing up and just knowing that I'm gonna have to just like kind of hold those memories you know the good memories is the thing that I keep thinking about and then like with my husband and, and his family I can't speak about how their Thanksgivings were but I know how it was when I at least came in and how I felt being around them for Thanksgiving and you know everybody eating together and at the time watching our kids grow up and you know just all of these fond memories but it's like hey I don't want to have a situation where I go into the the new season and and those same family members are not there and it's because of something that I did or I was around them or I just don't want to have that type of pain and anguish and stress on my life so we're going to do what we need to do. And I'm hoping that I can encourage you to do the same. It will be hard. I'm not going to act like it is just like this big, you know, walk in a park. It's not, but it will be necessary. So all the Philadelphians that are out there and listening to this podcast today, first of all, thank you for listening. And then two, we are all in this together. And although we will not all pan out together the same exact way, but we are all united. Some people are extremely upset and rightfully so. Some people are like, okay, we just got to do what we got to do so we can bunker down and get this taken care of. You know, I don't know. We'll just see how this first day goes. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. For those who are going to follow suit, whether that be the 10 people that you can have at any given time for um, if you do choose to gather for the holidays, you know, self-care is going to take a long way. Whether you are using self-care and dipping yourself in self-care a little deeper because you don't have anybody to be around or you could be dipping yourself into self-care because you do individually have to go around people and maybe the stress of doing all that is like over your head. You know, the thought of cooking and you've probably either maybe this is your first holiday and you actually have to cook and the stress of that. I remember when I did my first uh, 
um, Thanksgiving holiday, I was actually in college and I was stressed. You know what I mean? Because we have all these people come together and they all know what certain foods are supposed to taste like. And here I am putting, trying my hand at stuff and, you know, putting this meal together. And even if you cooked for like forever a day, like I've, you know, I've been cooking or learning how to cook since I was like eight years old. And so it was like not necessarily the ability wasn't, it wasn't about whether I could do it. It was just the stress of getting it done. Because it's one thing to cook for yourself. It's another thing to cook for like, a, you know, a small amount of people. And then if you have like a, to me, I have a, I consider myself to have a, you know, a medium sized family to a big family to me. And then having to put this meal together, you know, can some people can be fairly, you know, feel really daunting. So the self care tips that I would say is to one, take things in stride. If you are not the best of cooks, you may want to, if you're coming together with a small amount of people, I would say outsource. Who has the better skill sets? This is really not the time for you to start learning how to make whole new dishes. Um, I know for my family, macaroni and cheese is everything. You can't be in here experimenting on people and you're not like at least decent, halfway decent with the macaroni and cheese. It's just not really you shouldn't be doing it if you're not good, but we'll let you slide if you at least getting it decently. But we can't have beginners playing around with the macaroni and cheese that goes for like potato salad as well. And even collard greens. You just can't be out here playing in these streets. You cannot. So taking the strides, outsource to whomever has the better skill sets. Um, don't show up if you are going around someone's home. Please come with some type of a dish to share, a bottle to drink. Um, just something that you can have on you. You should really not be going to other people's homes, you know, pretty much empty handed. It's like a personal pet peeve. And it's because that's how my mom raised me that you just don't go to people's homes looking for, you know, looking for something you go and you bring peace with you and you leave something for somebody you don't just come take from somebody and you know that's a word for somebody you might be hearing this and you're thinking I'm just talking about a meal that's that's a word for all kinds of stuff you cannot leave people's presence and leave them all tore up and all and all messed up because of something you said or did because your environment and your stuff is wrong so we just really need to understand that goes way beyond just a meal Another part of self-care is that you may not be able to be the type that wants to see everybody's pictures of people gathering on social media. So that might be a day for you to unplug. I'm here for that. So, you know, Thanksgiving is in less than a week. As people begin, to, I mean, even I on my social media, I have stuff planned that'll be more family oriented. And so you may not want to see that. I can understand that. So self-care may say, I need to disconnect self-care may say, okay, this is not the meal that I probably would have wanted, or this is not the holiday that I probably would have wanted, but what can I do to make the best of the situation? So maybe I, you know, I'm cooking for myself. Maybe I just get, you know, turkey breast and I make it for myself with small amounts of fixings on the side. Maybe I go ahead and I order one of these delicious uh, to-go meals because I don't feel like cooking and I just want to sit back and relax and enjoy my day off. You know, it could really go back and forth. It doesn't, you know, so many different ways that this could be spent around, turned around. So those are the types of, you know, just off the surface, like those are the types of tips that you want to put in your mindset for Thanksgiving. You know, there's nothing wrong with coming off of social media when you need it. Social media can be a blessing and social media can be a curse. You can really find yourself trying to, you know, intimidate yourself, kind of compare what somebody else has and doesn't have. Another form for self-care for Thanksgiving Day is to really don't have a set of rules. Kind of just like go with the flow. Now, you might be the type of person that has to have dinner by a certain time and it has to be this type of way. 
And if that works for you, that's fine. Um, I remember back in 2017, it was right after my mother-in-law had passed. We decided to make our own, our own rules by having no rules. We, we had our Thanksgiving dinner, I think about 12 noon, pretty much for lunch. Then we got in the car and decided to go to the movies. Then we went to the movies to my um, husband's uncle's house, which I really call my uncle, uncle, you know, this is my uncle. I almost said his name, but I won't do that. And we came home and my husband and I sat and we just told each other why we were grateful as, as the kids were, you know, so excited from the day they decided to go to sleep. And we just, you know, had a, you know, little glass of wine and just talked to each other. It was a good day. And after that year, I decided that, you know, we can come together and make a menu. We can do those things, but I don't want it to have so much stress beyond the day that we're so rigid about. We have to be somewhere by two o'clock. Now, if we're coming to your house for dinner, and you tell us that you want us there by two o'clock. That's not the same thing as getting everybody up in my house as we're preparing to go to somebody's house and stressing everybody out because certain things are not in its proper place. Like learning to relax is a gift because not everybody is surprisingly not everybody can do it. There are just some people who are naturally going to gravitate towards being super anxiety, you know, anxious about every little thing. So taking a chill pill, relax, not having any rules and deciding what it is that you truly want what's important to you and if you can within reason go ahead and make that happen those are the types of tips that I would hope that as you're getting closer and closer to the day that you remember maybe you need to be on the ministry of ice so you bring the bags of ice to keep all the drinks cold maybe you're the type of person that needs to go buy that store-bought pie because that's just not your gift whatever it is from the food down to how you protect your mind, how you protect your heart, how you learn to bring peace into a stressful situation is to learn how to just break certain things down. And instead of looking at the big picture, picture, sometimes it's easier to just look at small goals. Once you start to complete one or two, maybe even three goals, you'll find that you're like, okay, I can handle the situation. Because, you know, holidays usually come with somebody's grandmom, somebody's aunt asking you, why are you not married yet? Are you pregnant? When you plan on having any kids if you're married or even if you're not? I know people who just want to be all in people's wombs and uteruses and wondering what's happening. You know, why aren't you married? You know, why aren't you married yet? Well, you're not getting any younger. Like all the ignorant of level of ignorant conversations will come up between a family member. And that could either have you, you know, fine and dealing with it. It's not a big deal to it may cause an entire riff between you and a family members, you know, relationship so sometimes just like separating yourself and even you know what even if it's the one time where you're like listen I just don't want to deal with this anymore I don't feel like coming to the dinner where everybody's going to ho holler and have a fit maybe I just want to sit down and take a chill pill that's perfectly fine as well so self-care is going to be super important from here on out really just for the weather change but definitely not on Thanksgiving Day, stressing yourself out, doing more than what you should, getting involved with conversation that you shouldn't even get involved with so you can argue, fuss and fight. It's just not worth it. It's really not. I want to talk about really quick before we start just having just some wrap up about COVID-19 and certain things that we should be prepared for and how we should maneuver and move in this world. Um, can we talk about just to take a, a little bit of a break from 
the crazy stressful situations that we're under right now, can we just talk about a couple of stories that I saw on the internet? Now we know that I have talked about Tamar Braxton. And when I say talked about, we have discussed her situation being that her, whatever episodic um, situation that she found herself in. And when I say episodic, that just means an episode of her having, you can say a mental breakdown of her feeling misunderstood, whatever the case may be. Tamar Braxton has now been publicly, you know, outwardly about it, trying to talk about it as much more than she probably ever has, or probably even would have. And in that she has now started a podcast and I know everybody's starting podcasts. And let me just say something about when you go into a space and you're like, well, so-and-so and so-and-so was in it. Well, keep in mind at the end of the day that so-and-so and so-and-so doesn't always have the same gifting that you have. So we're all running our own pace. So Tamar Braxton has her podcast. She has now infiltrated the podcast. Um, I don't even know if you want to call it infiltrate, but she is here and this is what she's doing. So this is her way in her mind and her words to clear her own self in whatever story she, you know, she has been involved in. So she invited Monique and we know Monique as the comedian, um, the mother, I believe she has three boys and she's married to her husband. I believe his name is Sydney that she calls him daddy. Now, everybody named Mama has heard her. If you followed her in any last couple of years, for whatever reason, she calls her husband daddy. So on the show, the podcast with Tamar Braxton, a lot of people were beginning to say, well, you know, Tamar said, you know, why do you call your daddy? I mean, your husband daddy. Now, for me personally, this is just my personal preference. I am never the type of person that would ever call my husband daddy. My dad is my dad. My husband is my husband. And I just don't feel like the two should cross. There are other pet names that I love to call my husband. And I won't get into what those names are because that's his name. If he wants to share that with y'all one day, that's on between him and Jesus. But that has nothing to do with me sharing it. And I would prefer to call him whatever those other pet names is versus daddy. But some people, that is their thing. That is their pet name for their husband. And so that's what they call him. She stated that the reason why she calls her husband daddy is because he raised her. So I had to do a little mental pause. Your husband raised you. So in the middle of the midst of you being raised by your husband, you felt the need to call him daddy because he shows you so much about yourself and says things that so plainly that even though your ego is upset and bruised you feel like he is like raising you and giving you something that you didn't have I think it's honorable that she feels like her husband has brought in a new sense of life for her he has brought in a sense of thought process for her he that he may even challenge her to think differently about the world I think all of those things are the most beautiful thing and I think if you're in a real relationship at some point you have experienced or will experience such a thing I just think it's cringeworthy when I hear her say that he raised her and I feel like without listening to the Tamar Braxton podcast, which I will, I just felt like it was just a little off putting to hear. I don't want to be known as my husband's um, or my husband to be known as my um, financer or his or he's my whatever the case may be. 
I don't want to be in tune to him entangled with him with those thought processes. And that's not how I want to be perceived. So for me, again, I am very adamantly clear when it comes to other people's relationship, that as long as it's something that's not hurting anything or hurting anyone, and especially if they're not asking me to finance it, then I try to just let things be. And I'm working on that. So let's just be honest with that. So yeah, I don't call my husband daddy. I know some people do. I just don't see the value in it for me personally, but to each their own. So now that she, you know, has publicly said that she calls him daddy, because again, he is raising her according to to according to Monique. I am not interested in being raised by my husband. That doesn't mean that my husband, who I've always acknowledged has really come into my life and has shown me a different perspective very refreshing perspective I just don't want to be on national anything a podcast or anything talking about my husband raised me that that don't sit right with me um yesterday um young Jeezy I guess that was is, yeah well Jeezy back in the day I believe he was called young Jeezy and Gucci Mane had their versus a battle and at some point it was girl had the potential of becoming very very what's the word I don't want to say violent but I would say it went could have went left thankfully Jeezy was at a point where he was mature enough to handle it so that it could be diffused but it could have went left I don't really know how as a rapper you can send someone aka Gucci to send someone to go and kill somebody and then we still sit over here rapping about it but again, violence and rapping and things like that somehow are synonymous with each other sometimes. So, you know, there's nothing for me to understand. That is not my world. I, um, but I do know, like I said yesterday, that was such a really big story about them and their beef and they're trying to squash it and things of that sort. We also need to keep um, R&B star Bobby Brown in our prayers, his son, unfortunately has died and I can't imagine what that would be like sources are saying of course that he had flu-like symptoms but that it was not COVID and of course nobody will know they're stating that they're ruling out foul play so only thing I can say is it is going to be all a thousand and one predictions about what people think is what it is as a parent what I do know is no matter how old your children are they're still your very much your child and to know that a parent is hurting right now because their child is not here because their child has passed away that to me is so super hurting I you know when you hear stories like that you're like oh I could never imagine that happened and it's like no no one should want to imagine that happening and Bobby Brown just can't catch a break you know he's already lost one daughter He's already been a part of in some way, shape or form to his ex-wife's drug addiction at certain points when they were together. And so he just needs his whole family could really just use the prayers. That that is my goal to send some prayer, because like I said, this world is so crazy right now the amount of 
pain that is in this world right now, the amount of sorrow that is in this pain, whether it be about death, whether it be about loss, businesses lost, lives lost, um, confidence lost. It's a lot. It's a lot to even just put put all into the atmosphere. It's a lot. So I do want to go back and I want to just talk about the triggers that I experienced this week because again, because we're going into these holidays and because we know that again, this is a very depressing time of year. So if you're just, if you are just discovering like some, you can have depression all year round. It's not like depression comes and decides that I'm going to stay for the winter and then, or stay for the winter and then leave in the spring or summer. Like it just becomes somewhat more intensified, I should say around the winter time and it's very it's true seasonal depression is very real so I have been very adamant about my own personal struggles with anxiety and depression I have what has been been categorized as um, episodic depression so certain things will mimic and make me feel usually unsecure or in any way or just whatever the anxiety may be coming and whatever trigger that may happen. So this week, again, I had a really good week on business wise, I had a very good week, you know, just maneuvering my blog and things of that sort. I don't I can't complain about that. But this week was very challenging for me because I found and saw the stress levels going up. Um, I talked about last week about how or maybe I, th- I think I talked to my blog, which again, you can always find at www.toytime.org. And I talked about this week about how like, I stayed up until what? No, I went to sleep. And I got up at like four in the morning. Now part of that was because I had to finish a blog. The other part of it was that I couldn't sleep. And I started to read the cases. This was before they made the announcement that they were going to be doing basically a Philadelphia uh, lockdown 2.0. And so when I saw the cases, I was like, there's no way with these cases going up. If we at this point were in a worse situation than we were when we first went down. So I was like, I knew at this point they were going to have to at some point shut it down to whatever extent. So that is where we are right now. And I know that that played a part of it to make me anxious. And that may have triggered the, the depression or one depression triggered the other but I was in the midst of a trigger combined and for me I've stated this before for me um, sometimes my depression looks like where I'm accomplishing goals but I still discover that I'm not as focused on the things that I like to do when I don't feel like working out and not just not feel like working out but then get to the point where I actually am like no nah, I'm good I'll just go to sleep or for me finding ways of like oh I'm falling asleep I'm tired or not feeling accomplished and then feeling overwhelmed. I had felt like, okay, I felt like I should just cry and get like one of those really ugly, you know, cries out of the way and then I would be better. But the reality was I didn't feel any better. And I know that when you, or at least when I'm in the middle of a trigger or if I'm going through whatever it may be, you know, it's easier for me to look at my husband and be like, well, what is he not doing? He's not supporting me enough. The reality of it is, is that this anxiety, depression walk is really can be a very lonely walk because somebody could know that you're dealing with triggers and they could maybe even see you, I guess, in the midst of one. But sometimes people are just not equipped 
to get you through to the other side, to allow you to see things differently, whatever the case may be. And so I really felt like, especially like yesterday, I felt like I was in a rock and a hard place. But the way that I handled it was really calm, staying to myself, telling, you know, my kids I needed a timeout. I'm sorry, I can't look at that right now. I'll get back to you. Those are things that I had to do to basically take care of myself. And so I can get to the point where I had to push through all that, that negative feeling I had to push through it. And sometimes when you're pushing through it, you can still see yourself like in the midst of it, if I can explain it. And I just was like upset because it's like, I feel like sometimes I should be so much further than where I am. Like I shouldn't even have the triggers even start up. Like what can I do to stop the triggers from happening? And I think that is a beautiful goal to have. But I think in the reality is that sometimes that may not always be the most accomplished. That may not be always the way that it's going to roll out. So like I said, the tiredness, the getting things done and being productive and being quote unquote booked and busy will never take away from those types of feelings. You can still feel all of those things. You can still be, you know, moving and getting things accomplished like I was doing, but you can also still feel extremely stressed. You can still feel like you're not as, again, not the feeling of not feeling support. And so I had to just ask myself, like, step back and really ask myself, like, really, what do you think is going to happen now that you can see that you're in a full trigger and you're holding it down by not being actually, you know, as responsive as you might have done in the past. But that doesn't change that you're in the midst of a trigger. And what are, what are you going to do? What are, you know, what was I going to do? Feeling this way, getting this information that we're going to be on lockdown, thinking about, you know, having to entertain the kids through another, you know, winter like, you know, time. And then being in lockdown until January the 1st, it sounds very daunting. But that's how I've been feeling this week. And I was just like, I know there's other people that are feeling that. What do they do? Like when they have their significant other and they're still depending upon that significant other to take care of all the needs, then what? Like what happens when that doesn't, that no longer is a factor? So. This has been my week up and down crying well you know what not necessarily crying I would say I wasn't in the midst of a crying spell but I would just say the stressed out part where you know you're upset you're like okay what's going to happen I just want to get through this you know hurry up and get past this so I can you know have happier days you know there's a difference between being happy and it's like the whole point of having joy and for me, I'm trying to walk into a path where I can actually have real life joy versus whether or not I'm always happy and smiling and, you know, in this exuberant mood, because that's not always going to be the case. Sometimes like to, you know, yesterday, I would say it was more or less moving out of uh, necessities, moving out of the fact that, hey, things had to get done. Your kids need you to step it up and do what you have to do. But then after they're done, you need to take a moment to rest your brain. And for me, it may, not, it may not always mean that I'm reading a book or I'm sitting down quiet or any of those things. It could be accepting the situation as for what it is and stop getting upset because, you know, I'm not getting my way in whatever form that that may come in. And that's that is the mentality I've had to be all week. And then I, I kept saying to myself, OK, so you're you're calming down. 
you're recognizing your trigger, you're aware that you know the holidays may be a, a factor of it, you are aware or you may be aware of, you know, how everything may be going. But that doesn't change. None of those things can prepare you if you are the type of person that deals with depression that a trigger can just come out of the middle of nowhere. I've had times where I've been super excited, super happy, super content, and then something will come over me and I'm like curled up into a ball and I'm just sitting on the couch because like I don't feel like getting up. I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel like I should do anything. You know, all these different thoughts come into your head. But it's more important to be sure that you practice immediate self-care and don't do it as a response of what's happening. Do it because this is the way that you should be really living your life so that you can have good moments and good thoughts. I don't know um, too many people who are not feeling that this season is stressing them out to some extent, or it's making you feel whatever type of way those are bound. Those feelings are bound to happen. What I can say is and encourage someone is that you are not by yourself on an island, even though I have felt five seconds like that this week. I'm like, no one's going to understand. And then I had to relax my brain again. This whole relaxing was that it wasn't meant for other people to understand. And I don't need to get permission from other people to feel and stand in the truth that I feel is for my life and that I have to make the best decisions. And sometimes that's what it boils down to making the best decisions for what you have and for what you know. You know, I would love to make my future so much brighter. But that may not always happen. And so what happens when that becomes a trigger too? Because I've had that happen as a kid, like maybe, I don't know, 17, 18, early, you know, young adults, when you think that you're grown and you're not grown by the least bit. And having this thought process of like what things are supposed to look like and how they're supposed to flow and it doesn't always happen. This is going to be a quick week indeed. But my prayer is that everybody that is hearing this, everybody that is upset, everybody that's filled with joy, everybody that's having whatever going on is that everybody would just get to the point where they find peace in the situation. Peace that they know that they're saving their family members and that God would keep every last one because, you know, you can only account for what you and those that you have, you know, ample responsibility over. And that's the only thing that you can do. So what are the goals for the rest of the week? I do have a few um, campaigns that I'm going to be shooting and getting ready for. And then, you know, getting ready for Thanksgiving Day, cutting up stuff ahead of time and putting in containers. Um, That's going to probably be the biggest thing. And outside of that is like finding ways to truly enjoy the actual weekend next weekend. Like, how am I going to enjoy Wednesday on? Because that is important for me to be able to get ready to face whatever may come up and face it with the level of grace that is going to be necessary and knowing that whatever it is that I'm choosing to do will be just fine. Thanksgiving is going to be different across the nation but we can pull together, we can keep everybody sane, we can work together to make sure that every that people who are dealing with whatever it is that they may be going through 
feel supported in some way. That has always been my goal for everybody to feel at least some sort of support. So with that being said, I wanted to just end this almost Thanksgiving podcast, (laughs) even though it's not a Thanksgiving podcast, but we're almost there less than a week with my top five Thanksgiving sides. And I don't think I'm going to give them in any particular order. I'm just going to give them to you. One of them, and I want to say this is probably, probably at the very top is cranberry sauce. Um, I've had it in different ways. I've had it different, you know, made homemade. I've had it in the can. I've had it all kinds of ways, but I don't care which way you make a cranberry. I love cranberry sauce. Hands down. Love, 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 love cranberry sauce. Another dish that I love is, um, baked macaroni and cheese. Now, since I am vegan, if you did not know, I am vegan. I have now figured out how to make myself a container, you know, a little small amount of vegan macaroni and cheese, which is great for me. So I'm excited for that. Another dish that I like, I would say is apple pie. I think apple pie to me is one of those fall favorites. And I think like everybody should have at least one apple pie on their table for Thanksgiving. And why? Because I feel like, you know, after you done ate and you done sat a little bit and you keep going back and forth, like that's the fun to me. And Thanksgiving is like, you're like, should I get more? Should I, you know, make my plate to go early? Like, especially when you were, you know, going out to the people's houses, but like, I need to get a piece of, you know, a pie. And so that was always my thing. A piece of pie, apple pie, apple pie is everything. So If you ever invite me over to your house and it's Thanksgiving, please understand I'm going to be looking for a pie. I'm going to be looking for some baked macaroni and cheese to be vegan if possible. Um, Oftentimes, I think since I've become vegan, I just don't have the desire to eat other people's stuff that's not, especially if I'm if I'm at an event that's different. But when I'm at home doing my own thing, I don't always focus on on that. Uh, So that was the cranberry sauce and we have macaroni and cheese because you can never go wrong with macaroni and cheese. Um, gravy, I have been able to make this really great vegetable gravy, which is so good. And I always find that's a great alternative for the holidays because you're already going to spend so much time drinking. I'd rather use my calories for like a great bottle of wine or a mixed drink that was really good versus just like, oh, I'm going to eat turkey, da, 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 da. But I will say this is the first year where I'm going to actually have a vegan turkey. I could not tell you what's in this vegan turkey. What I do know is that it was highly recommended by the auntie in my head, uh, Tabitha Brown, regarding, you know, she tried it and I was like, oh, it looks really, you know, easy to make. So that is what we're having. I'm having a vegan turkey roast. My family, of course, is going to have the traditional turkey, which will be made by me. I'm not the type of person that's like a vegan that's like very strict about food touching each other or anything like that. So to it'll be very interesting to see how Wednesday will go each child of mine's have been assigned or they have self-assigned assigned themselves a dish that they would like to make so my son and I are going to be on pie duty so we're doing I'm going to be cooking everything let's just be clear they are choosing which they're going to help me with my oldest will be doing the turkey my middle child will be doing the apple pie and my youngest told me she just wants to eat the macaroni and cheese she does not care 
of whether or not she makes it or not. Although she did say she might go ahead and just, you know, try to make it. But by trying to make it, that just means watching me or cracking an egg here and there. But outside of that, that is what I'm, those are like the top three. Um, I won't say the top three, but they're the cranberry sauce is definitely number one. Another dish that's like a favorite. I love stuffing. My grandfather used to take the stuffing, like the stovetop stuffing mix, and then add all these different things to it and made it like his total own. And since then, I've done it the same way. I can't say that it tastes the same way because, you know, when you're trying to cook from somebody that just can throw stuff together versus them setting out measurements, it's completely different. But yeah, I like stuffing and I like it because like I said, my uncle growing up used to always make sure it was available, but stuffing is so good, especially when it's not too mushy and it's got that right, a little bit of a crunch to it and texture. I'm here for that. So we got stuffing, we got macaroni and cheese, we got cranberry sauce. Um, I would have to go with what other dish would I want to go with? I'm going to go with, uh, I would say cabbage, but to me, cabbage is not necessarily a Thanksgiving portion, but I will say that we are using that. Um, we are, we are making cabbage this year. So I don't know. I would say again, if I had to choose where everybody stood, I definitely know that cranberry sauce would knock everything else in the park because I don't know what it is about cranberry sauce. Like I could literally just eat it and then lay it out and just eat some more. I am so my daughter, my oldest is the same way. So I told her we were going to get like three cans of uh, cranberry sauce because that means me and her can have our own. Then we can just div divvy up the rest if they should choose to have it. So cranberry sauce and I go together. Just don't tell my husband. <laughs> on my Facebook page, I do have a Facebook page, which is called Toy Time Ladies. And 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 ladies is spelled L-A-D-I-E-S. We have a lot, a lot of fun. And this week I'm going to be, well, I'm already set all of my content, but it's going to be nothing but Thanksgiving posts. Whether you are single and you're ready to mingle and you have to meet your new booze uh, family. We have eating alone for Thanksgiving because so many people will. We are going to be talking about in-laws because in-laws come with their own level of craziness to have to deal with. So we talk about that on this on Facebook. So I just pretty much put a lot of the content on the Facebook because, of course, I want you to come follow me there. And um, yeah, we have everything together and that's our that's our how our thanksgiving is going to go we will be of course calling family we will be calling friends sending text messages trying to do as many zooms if you don't know zoom has lifted their 45 minute um, time on the on the app so now that you can have pretty much almost like an unlimited call without any you know interruptions so that's what we are going to be about if you're following me on Twitter, my Twitter, my Instagram are pretty much run this about the same way. I mean, they are run by the same person, moi, but I try to keep all of the content not necessarily the same because each platform requires a different level of the way the content is presented. But what I will say is that I try to make available different topics according to what I believe the need is for the week. If there's something that you would like to hear about, something that you would like for me to see, something that you would want me to talk about, you can always send me an email. My email address is always open and that email address is toytime, 
uh, blog at gmail.com and I will review it. We'll talk about it. We can go from there, but I'm just hoping that everybody is going to have as much as the peaceful season for this Thanksgiving holiday and that people are going to find themselves not feeling as if they're isolated, but just understand that right now we are taking a hit so that we don't have to take a hit later on in life. So that is what we're doing. Thanksgiving will be here by the time we get back. It'll be long and over, you know, long gone and over. But of course, I'm going to talk about what actually happened, what happened last week. I should say not last week, next week, because that's Thanksgiving. We will be back Friday, which will be the Friday after Thanksgiving. I'm going to pre-record the episode maybe a few days earlier than normal and I will post that I will give you a date of when it's going to post and everything but yeah people be very much prepared that we are not going to skip just because next week is actually Thanksgiving week we are going to continue on and then um, go from there so have a good week I know next week should be pretty short for most people and try to have yourself a great 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 day it is Friday so reward yourself with some type of drink or beverage or food that you truly love for me I'm going to be getting my one of my favorite glasses of wine and you know pretty much veg out and I have some content that I need to work on so that's what I'm going to be doing for the pretty much tomorrow and as well as the weekend just trying to figure out everything that may be necessarily knit you know necessary needful before um you know we're already in lockdown but just you know people who have these just want to be prepared for everything so have a good day enjoy this beautiful friday no matter where you are listening to this podcast and again if you are in need of any assistance or you want to do a follow-up question you have something that you want to add you can always send it again to my email at toytimeblog at gmail.com have a great week week have a great day have a great Thanksgiving and we will come back the day after where I'm going to pretty much talk about it all, how it went, what happened, what we ate, all those wonderful things. So have a good week. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.